hot dogs. The hot the hamburgers we already went for all that. I guess it's uh, Fourth of July episode of Trash House Street. Yep, episode since, thirty-two. Since the the Memorial Day episode we did took till yeah, it took like last three weeks. Week. Yeah, it took three weeks. Enough of that Iron Maiden. Yeah, we, we went saw and the saw Maiden. Maiden uh, a couple weeks ago. Yep. And Ghost. And Ghost, who were fantastic. Did you hear there's like a lawsuit with that? Like someone yeah. outed. Yeah. So let's start with Ghost. Okay. They're all right, I guess. I mean, this is cool to watch. It's sort of distracts a ghost. They're they're very fun to see live. I thought. Yes, very good live show. Um, I have one of their albums. They're actually playing in. July yeah, I think I saw they were doing their own show. Anyway, Ghost, uh, you know, Swedish metal band. They're from Sweden. Mm-hmm. When the, whatever they call the head ghost, he had a Hispanic accent when he spoke English, it sounded like. Yeah. He was like, hello, please to meet you. And it was a little distracting. I feel like metal guys should sound like the devil <laughs> if they're going to dress like that. And that was fun. It was fun. I liked him. I thought they put bit. on a good show. I it, went, bought one of the albums after. Yeah. Then The Maiden. Yes. Iron Maiden, British Steel. Yep. Playing. All new stuff. Well, I felt like mostly new stuff in a very short set when all was said and done. Um, I, I enjoyed it. I thought they put on a really good show. It wasn't, it was for Book of Souls, you know what I mean? Yeah. I would have rather have them play some older stuff, but it is what it is. So, yeah, Iron Maiden, Book of Souls. There's a whole thing with Iron Maiden where, like a lot of bands, you know, they, they stop playing for a while. They stop putting out albums. You know, when they come back and you either want, like, their new music isn't up to par or whatever. Yeah. The thing is, like, Iron Maiden never went away in Great mm-hmm. Britain. So they've been basically putting out album after album. Yeah, they have, like, a billion albums. So you could argue that this isn't a case of, like, like when Rush, I saw Rush, the greatest band ever. Yeah. did like, Clockwork Angels tour. Uh-huh. They kind of acknowledge, yeah, we're going to play some of our new songs. We know when you hear the old stuff. Um, so we'll get back to that. Robert Smith of The Cure mm-hmm. is basically like, yeah, no one gives a shit about the new stuff. That's why I don't do new music. <laughs> I just play old music. Well, I mean, I would say mo- a lot of bands, at least that I've seen, like we'll see Blondie and Garbage. You- you're going to hear from Blondie, obviously, the old stuff, and you're going to probably hear two to three new songs yeah. off the new artwork. And that's fine, you know? Mm-hmm. A Maiden play, what, like six off their new one? I f- yeah, they play. Mo- it was mostly off Book of Souls. I think they played... Children of the Damned, yeah, The Trooper, maybe no, a few. No of Run for the Hills. They don't play Run for the Hills apparently. It's they, ridiculous. And Number of the Beast and a few others, but oh, they played. I want to they say they played, played Power Slave. I don't remember. Or maybe I'm just. They thinking, played Number of the Beast. Yeah, because that's when we left. Yeah, and then it was good to see him, even though they all dressed like it's 1981 and they're all. Now, would you have been pissed if you would have spent four hundred dollars to see them? Yeah, I would have. Yeah. Because I knew they were going for that much on StubHub yeah, on the yeah, floor. I would have been like... Mm. By our aforementioned, uh, lost the tickets, gonna see. Yeah. And you uh, got to ma- meet Jenks. They got to meet Jenks. Yep. Very good. I uh, hope he makes content for us again someday. <laughs> the night after that, I saw Nick Cave. Oh yeah, how was that? Uh, very good. Nick's Cave's awesome. Probably the only concert you'll go to where people dress in suits. Really? Yeah, that's a big Nick Cave because he wears his suit without his tie all the time. Don't. So I see a lot of guys dressed as Did you? Nick Cave, no. Oh, you probably did. I probably wore the exact same thing I wore the day before, <laughs> to be honest with you. It was good. Cat Power has not has disappeared from... So they, you didn't see them? They didn't open? No. no. And basically every concert, like I've seen 
sort of tweeted out since they announced no opening act. It's so weird. Is so they going on a bender or something? Well, Cat Power is like a big alcoholic, or was a big alcoholic. It has a lot of emotional problems. Yeah, okay. Um, actually, that might feature very briefly in a book I'm going to talk about yeah. in about 15 minutes. Cool, cool. And that's about it for me. So you saw, other than the concert we went to together. I went uh, on Tuesday night, I went and saw Mutoid Man at Underground Arts. Do you? <laughs> I've come around on Underground Arts, I have to say. It didn't bother me. Remember oh, really? We, yeah. I never really liked it because I was always afraid if there was a fire. Remember we saw Goblin and it yeah. was just like two... Yeah, I'm not a big fan and very much... Now, I might change my mind. It wasn't like a... It was in a, the different... Not the main room. It was in the other room of the black box, they call oh. it. And it wasn't like sold out. There's a decent amount of people there, but I, mm-hmm. I was felt a lot more comfortable. Oh, that's there. good. And parking was super easy. So I'm like, eh, oh. kind of... Underground arts doesn't mm-hmm. bother me. But yeah, I left at 10 o'clock to go. Mm-hmm. I pull in at like 10.35... I go in, buy my ticket, and Mutoid Man is doing their sound check. No, oh. so it was like perfect. I That's went and watched awesome. them, and they're done by eleven thirty, and they oh. they put on a good show. They're fun. I really like Mutoid Man, yeah. and uh, it was a good time. So good that you reviewed. So good that uh, I've actually been rocking Mutoid Man's new album, War Moons, out on Sergeant House. It was out uh, June this year. New Toy Man War Moons. It is fucking fantastic. Um, <laughs> what did you think? I will agree. Yeah, I think it's one of the best albums this year thus far. Yeah. It's kind of a mismatch. It's metal. I, they, they call themselves progressive metal. That's their second full release. I almost, this is how I had it. If Converge, Negative Approach, Iron Maiden had a baby with a kiss of Southern Rock. Yeah, yeah I think that's <laughs> probably right. Because they're kind of all over the place. Like, they're yeah. metal. I mean, it comes down to their well, metal. Well, that's right. When you say prog, that's what that means. It's just... Yeah. Um, they're out of New York. It's a bunch of... It's a kind of... It's not a super group, as everyone says, but there's a like, lead singer, Stephen Brodsky. He was the lead singer in Cave-In. Ben Kohler, drummer for Converge. And then Nick, the, ba- the bassist. He might have been like a guest bassist in like Converge mm-hmm. or something like that. So, yeah, they're big in the hardcore metal scene. Yeah. First song, Melt Your Mind. Fucking awesome. Yep. Uh, aggressive, fast, probably the, one of the th- more thrashier songs on the album. And that's the first song. It's kind of it's kind of just hits you over the head. You're like, oh shit, this is going to be awesome. Yeah. One of my favorite songs on the album, the third song, is Microaggression. And it just starts off like a blast of sound. Mm-hmm. Drums and guitar blasting in your face. And it has more of like a hardcore metal flow to it. And it's just relentless, mm-hmm. in my opinion. And then it flows right into their single... Kiss of Death, Ooh. which is kind of slower, a little sludgier. You could sing along to it. It almost has um, like a 90s tool feel to it a little bit. Yeah. Know. But it, it's metal. It's fun. And that's like their, um, if you go on YouTube, I think they have like a video out for mm-hmm. it and stuff. With the, the Kiss of Southern Rock, the Date with the Devil's Daughter, that kind of has the most like kind of um, Southern flair to it. Yeah. Kind of stoner rock. And that's fun. Mm. Hormones, that's the, the song that explains the title. It's a fun song. I just like it. It's fast. It's like, yeah. Is that throbbing? Yeah. I know that fire, Iron's in the Fire, when when I saw them play live, they were like, this is the best Iron Maiden song. Iron Maiden didn't write. <laughs> that's how they introduced yeah, it. Yeah, well, good for them. And then the song Afterlife, great hardcore metal song kind of slower but it's good and one of the songs is either afterlife or bandage which i think is the last song in the album 
guest vocals by Chelsea Wolf. Mm. Actually, because one of one of the dudes in the band actually plays in Chelsea Wolf's band yeah. as well. well. Yeah, so that's uh, Mutoid Man. Um, I did read someone. I read a, someone wrote somewhere that it's the poppiest heavy riffs you will ever hear, and it's kind of true. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Um, I I thoroughly enjoyed. I had it. a hard time not listening to it because I was like, uh, I keep going back to it. I, I did, like, but I have my own shit. Yeah. To, right. I thought you would like it. Yeah, Mutoid Man definitely check out the album. It's mm-hmm. good. I know, like some people. I was talking to Glenn, or Mark was talking to Glenn, and he he said he doesn't like the lead singer's voice. But nah, it's fine. It didn't bother me, but you yeah. know, I can understand it's a little high. No, I get it. Like if it's that, I mean, if I don't like a a singer, oh, it totally ruins. It really it takes you. me out of it. Um, but yeah, Mutoid Man, freaking check it out. It is awesome. So yes, first band. It's one I've been sort of waiting to do for a while, and it just so happens they maybe had an album come out January this year. Uh, okay, yeah. it's a bit confusing. So this is the Messer Chups. Yes. A ready for it. A surf rock instrumental rockabilly band with trash sci-fi sensibilities out of St. Petersburg, yeah, Russia. Yeah, uh, when I saw St. Petersburg, Russia, I was um, like, oh, this is interesting. And all that other than the, the trashy sci-fi is how they describe themselves. Mm-hmm. They've been around since, I think, 02 in various forms. That's pretty much it. They do. It's a very, generally, it's very instrumentally driven. Mm-hmm. Surf rocky, like I said, like, like rockabilly, just, some country mm-hmm. western. They employ liberal use of the theremin. You know what the theremin is? No. The instrument that makes spooky sci-fi uh, music. And I think for a while the, and this got to be like a, a club of like two, the foremost theremin player mm-hmm. in the world was in their band. Oh, really? Grand niece of the guy who invented the <laughs> instrument. Incidentally, if anyone wants to start a band, I will happily learn to play the theremin. If we can you should. Start. Where do you pick one up? eBay, I imagine. It's like it's like that whole weird stretch of like instruments that only exist. Not even like that because there's like all sorts of. It's like a weird electronic. You don't actually play it by contacting anything. Hmm. I don't know. But this is about theremin music. <laughs> this is about surf rock, uh, horrorcore. Yeah, weird. I thought I thought it was fun. I thought it was fun. Now here's where it gets confusing. Before I actually deal with the album, the album being Guitar Aculas, as in Guitar Aculas, mm-hmm. Preacher of the Night. So I can't quite tell if the Guitaraculas are actually a separate band or a um. side project because they have a couple of albums. If you go on Bandcamp site, which is where I listen to this, yeah, and I believe the label is like Guitaracula. It's really fucking hard to say, by the way. Guitaracula Records. You can't tell if they just lumped everything there or if it is the Messer Chumps or whatever. Compared to previous albums. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite album being the incredible Croco Tiger, which has a lot more of a fast beat. This tends a little more towards the rockabilly end. There's a lot of weird vocals, a lot more than other albums. Uh, one of the songs, uh, Days of Perry Spencer, is as close to a country song as I've heard from them. Yeah. And it's just fun. It's like if you like that kind of mostly instrumentally driven yeah. surf rock. Um, the lead singer has a very deep voice. He's going for sort of a... He's like... Hello, I'm going to take a black cat and put yeah. it in a yeah. hat. I'm Bella Lugosi. I mean, basically, yeah, that's it. He's going, <laughs> yeah, man, I might make it yeah. funny. It was He's good. going for basically a Russian Leonard Bernstein. Yeah. Um, no, I thought it was fun. I liked it. Yeah, my favorite song was the Christopher Lee versus Bruce Lee. I, uh, I, and he's just singing about, like, 
Bruce Lee, poor Tardis fan, Superman. <laughs> so it's basically a imagined fight between Christopher Lee and Bruce Lee. And like Christopher Lee, I think at one point say is is drinking is drinking brandy and reading like pornography, <laughs> and Bruce Lee's getting ready to fight him. And I'm gonna spoil it. Christopher Lee being a vampire <laughs> kills Bruce Lee, but that's the thing that has a really low like dissonant swank to it, mm-hmm. for lack of a better word. And it's good. It's fun. It's something you can just kind of go along. It's not super challenging. No, it, I thought um, it was fine, like surf rock. Like I have to be in the mood to listen to it, but like yeah, it wasn't. And like I said, it's worth. There's enough of a different aesthetic. It's worth listening to one of their other albums. See, yeah, yeah. I, I saw they had a bunch of albums out, and I didn't listen. I just listened to the. I listened yeah. to the majority of. Uh, it, which is fine. You yeah. only need. To, I mean, you get the point. Yeah, pretty you soon. get it. Um, it didn't need to be twelve songs, to be honest, or yeah. however long. But yeah. If you go care. way back in their catalog, mm-hmm. it's very experimental. It's not oh, really? like the Surf Rock came a little later. I believe they've reworked some of their earlier albums huh. to be Surf Rocky. But like I said, if you're going to check out anything, uh, this one's good, but The Incredible Crocotiger mm-hmm. is my favorite album from them. I'll check it out again. Incidentally, I believe they're touring the U.S. in October. Oh, really? So I actually might try to see them if they're playing someplace. That'd be cool. I'll mm. keep an eye out because yeah. I get all the emails. I'm sure you do too. I do too, yeah. That's it. All right. Next up for me, Chelsea Wolf. Mm. We were just talking about uh, sixteen Psych off of his Spun Records, off of Sergeant House as well. Mm-hmm. This is a single off her album that's not out yet, and it's the new album's mm. going to be the sixth one in her catalog. Mm. And it was recorded by Kurt Ballou of Converge, so it's oh. all like this mutoid man, Chelsea Wolf, Converge, mm-hmm. or like all uh, incestual. Mm-hmm. Baby poop. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, 16 Psych. It's no sense. <laughs> it didn't. <laughs> it's all right. Anyway, go ahead. We're just rambling. I was. I noticed I was it's, going nowhere. Are you daytime drinking? No, nah, water. Well, it's, it's 11 a.m. <laughs> They're about on a Sunday. I am drinking water. So 16 Psych. Fuzzed out, loud guitars with a more metal feel, I would say, to Chelsea Wolf. I don't know if you listened to I it. I did not, no. It's hauntingly distorted vocals. Mm-hmm. They're like very echoey and stuff. Mm-hmm. Gothy, fuzzy, experimental. I liked it. It's um, she always kind of reminded me of Portishead a little mm-hmm. bit, but this this new album kind of has like this more goth feel to it and a little more post punk to it. I'm mean, I'm interested in hearing the the whole album. Mm. I pre ordered it. So yeah, sixteen psych. If you like that, it's, as I said, it's a little different in sound wise. It just kind of has almost like that lo fi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stuff going on. Yeah. My great and review. We'll be seeing her. Yep, we'll be seeing her in um, October, sometime in October. She's mm-hmm. playing the TLA with uh, Youth Code, oh. which is an, a new industrial band. Oh. I haven't listened to them. It's um, people from different bands. What the hell's a dude from? I can't remember. Mm. They're like from other bands, though, but apparently, mm. like, people are coming up and like, oh, I like your new sound. And she's like, it's just industrial music mm-hmm. no one really does good industrial music anymore so yeah. i'm kind of interested I, i'll have to check out youth code so as an aside because you mentioned the tla yet again yes and this is this is especially more with the um the eagles of death metal thing that happened last year in paris yeah the like the recent thing in manchester mm-hmm. yeah anytime i go into a venue now first you I look think, for the exit i think great white great white great white <laughs> and yeah i try to figure out how to get out when we were at the maiden concert i was actually looking around like where would i run if something shit went down when you're on the floor it's t- pretty tough there was like a side we could do but i really i probably you could there is like a, a little area where like the when they play sports obviously <clears> they <throat> come out where the zamboni comes out you can ran through that but really i'd be dead probably and i would have left i uh, know i told you my last oh, no. week i'd be like you know you're going we're going down together no i had the keys 
You would have like pushed me down. I would have pushed. No, you down. there's room in the car. It would have been like George Kisvanda yeah. doing the. I'll push everyone aside. <laughs> yeah, pushing yeah. the little kids down at the party. That's right. would have been you. So we're gonna do a little something different. Okay. Let me put on my my, my sports <laughs> jacket with no with the patches on and my glasses. Okay. And we're gonna talk about books. Okay. We're gonna do a specific book. Nerd. Books. Books are dumb. <laughs> no I'm kidding. I like books. Good. So this book, Hunger Makes Me a Modern Girl by yeah. Carrie Brownstein, given to me, gifted to me by Jamie yeah. a week ago. Read it in two nights. So, that nerd. You're a nerd. So it's basically Carrie Brownstein's memoir. Memoir, yeah. Who's Carrie Brownstein? I think we all know. She's, uh, she's now be- since become the most famous member of Slater Kenny because yeah. Carrie Brownstein... One of the the top guitarists of the '90s, instrumental in sort of the second wave riot girl movement, mm-hmm. going to indie rock, actress, director, author, model. She was in um, that one movie. <laughs> she was in a few bags, but you don't remember being like. It was um the the chick from the tattoo, dragon tattoo. Girl with the dragon tattoo. Yeah, that chick, and one of your girls that you like. Dame Edna? <laughs> no, go ahead. Sorry, I'll look it uh, up. Sort of the, the story of Slater Kinney in her life uh, framed around the breakup of Slater Kinney in 06 during okay. the the Woods tour. Mm-hmm. And you get, you know, it's very straight, it's very good, very earnest, straightforward, mm-hmm. starting out in Seattle. I'm not going to spoil the whole thing. Or actually in uh Is she fr- from Seattle, correct? I'm trying to think. I lost track because she lived out, she... Essentially, uh, Olympia, actually. Like the whole but thing. Not, when I went to school in Olympia. Olympia. And they talk like the whole scene there. So, a few highlights. Kate Blanchett. Kate Blanchett. Oh, I like Kate Blanchett. Yeah. She, um, she was in a movie, Carol, where they're like, Kate Blanchett and Rooney Mara are like, oh, I like Rooney. they like get together and make out and. Well, so I feel like Carrie Brownstein plays like the friend of like the yeah, main well, like, in a lot of movies. Yeah, but she but she makes this really weird appearance. Like they kind of like break up and mm-hmm. whatever. And um, Carrie Brownstein's like at a party and she's like, "Hi," and that's literally her yeah. part. Like they I must mean, have I, cut stuff out. I but. feel like she gets a lot of that work, but now she's actually directing. So anyway, we're getting sidetracked. Yes, sorry. Few interesting tidbits: Slater Kinney, mm-hmm. or rather Carrie Brownstein. She met Corn Tucker. Because she was a big Heavens to Betsy fan. She was a fan, came up to her at a concert, and wrote her a big letter. And Corn was like, well, you should move to Olympia. Because mm-hmm. she's like, you're so cool, blah, 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 and I want to be in a band. Uh, she talks about, there's a line about how she she's like wants to go to Olympia and all this stuff. And she's like, like most, and this is very cliche, but like most middle-aged punk rock teenagers, I needed my father to subsidize my lifestyle. Yeah. So she had to sort of get into a college program to do that. Mm-hmm. Later in life, her father came out to her. Her father is gay. Oh, okay. And apparently a couple years before that, he had just, he was going through a cancer scare <laughs> and he's about to have surgery. He flew to Houston, uh, ostensibly for work. Mm-hmm. And when he told Carrie about this, like when he was like, yeah, I'm gay. He's like, yeah, I, I flew to Houston because I have two gay friends there and I want to come out to someone so if I died on the operating table, someone would know. <laughs> in in college, she went to a Mud Honey concert on on uh, campus. Uh huh. 
and the opening act was Nirvana, but mm-hmm. after they were famous Nirvana, apparently they were doing all these weird pop-up shows. Oh, really? White Stripes opened for Slater Kinney. Mm-hmm. She said, and this is the first time we got a feeling that people were there specifically to see the opening act and not us. <laughs> and little things like that. Um, I'm going to read an excerpt that I've had Jamie read mm-hmm. um, to sort of frame the second part of this conversation. Ahem. This is sort of, it starts out in relationship to having groupies. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I didn't have groupies. Then she starts talking about relationships. Apologies to Carrie Brownstein. This is for the purpose of literary review. If you're really listening, I don't we think could, she is. I think she is. One of them is. Um, here's one way to not go about attempting to diminish the distance, meaning distance between relationships when you're on the road. Obsessively call your girlfriend, who is 11 years older than you, crying and telling her that you hate being on tour. Rack up more than $1,000 in pre-cell phone calling card fees on various payphones because you're hopelessly in love, willing to ditch everything for this person, and paranoid that you will go back to dating men while you were away. Get so worried that you will walk into a family-run restaurant, perhaps the only restaurant in the town of Slovenia, population 1,000, and ask to borrow their cordless phone and call your girlfriend some more, sticking them with an international long-distance bill. Write lugubrious handwritten love letters that compare thee to a summer's day, drive your bandmates crazy by quoting your older girlfriend all the time, and all your reading books are listening to music that she has recommended. Now your bandmates are practically begging you to dump her. But guess what? She dumps you. Of course she does. She goes on to say, uh, at some point, she drives, like, to this person's house with all the lovelers and burns them on her lawn, yeah. and then she... A lot Did of she say who it is? She never does. Uh, we could probably research and find I'm out. I'm sure. And a lot of the songs on the album, The Hot Rock, are mm-hmm. about this person, apparently. So... It's me. It is. I don't <laughs> think it's you, because she's, uh, a little... Yeah, I don't think so. But, um, so sort of an undercurrent is that Carrie has a lot of, like... Anxiety and depression issues mm-hmm. that sort of come to a head during that final, well, at that time, final tour, the Woods tour. Yeah. It doesn't help that she had shingles during that tour. Yeah, she was just miserable sucks. all the time. Don't worry, it has a happy ending. So Slater Kinney breaks up. And they get it's back not, together again. Well, that's sort of, it's actually, it's good. So Slater Kinney breaks up and she talks about how Porn had, like, had a kid. And so if you've seen the Slater, the, I mean, the Portlandia, where... Fred Armiston, when he plays the woman, is dating, like, basically the kid, the 12-year-old. Yeah, yeah. That's Corn Tucker's son, Marshall. Oh, okay. So she's, like, she got she threw herself into being a mom. Janet, who's the drummer, basically just immediately started playing other bands. And she's, like, so I was really deprived. I had nothing going for me. So she volunteered a lot at, like, the SPCA <laughs> and won, like, Volunteer of the Year. But oh. she's, like, she's basically, like, yeah, no one knew how depressed I was. You could tell by how many hours I racked up because I just literally did that. And then, yeah, it ends with Slater Kenny deciding they're going to get back together. It was probably the best thing for her, because she, like, after she did Portlandia, like, everyone loved Carrie Brown. Yeah. Well, I think people liked her before. I mean, Wild Flag came out of Wild that. I love Wild Flag, yeah. And I tell you, if you like Wild Flag, you would like The Woods, yeah. which is different than everything else they've done. It's just an interesting, there's no, like, deep, dark secrets there. I believe my brother said, because I asked him about it, he's like, yeah, I didn't read it. He's like, because I didn't want to read it and find, like, that she was... Some horrible, like she was gang raped or something. Because a lot of times these books come out and there's some horrible thing. Yeah, That's about it. It was very good. Like I said, very interesting. She sort of goes through the albums a little bit. That's cool. Um, like I never thought of one album, particularly album being as the political album until they say it. Hmm. I was like, oh, The Woods. They're like, this is our Amer- album about America. That's 
cool. The end. The end. Read it. I saw Chrissy Hines has a new book out too. Actually, a new, I didn't new pick book up. out. Yeah, it was hardback. I didn't. Oh. I didn't buy it. I was. Is it called? That's right. I forgot to talk about the Pretenders all that much in my last book. No. Yeah, that baby. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. That's weird. I really didn't get a chance to look at it because mm-hmm. I was with Victor. And... Yeah. He hates. Um, he hates Chrissy Hines. Yeah, he does. It's weird. <laughs> no, he just wanted to go down the elevator, yeah. escalator. Of course, and exit signs. Yes. Yeah, he told me his favorite things exit signs. I asked him. Yeah. Last week, I was like, "Oh, that's cute." A little weird. <laughs> it is a little weird. Um, I know yeah, where well, every exit sign is. I'm sure. Well, maybe. Hey, that fits in. If you're ever to concert yeah. someday, they're just. I'll shooting. take him. He'll be like exit gonna, sign. And push you down. Yeah, he probably would. So a few other little musical things I came across. Uh, okay. Listen to the Queen single. What'd you think? I haven't listened to it. I yet. like it. It's actually kind of a swing song. Oh, really? They did an accompanying sort of to ever like start promoting their new album, Villains, which comes out like end of August. Mm-hmm. I've been it's, pre-ordered. It's uh, the band undergoing a lie detector test. Yeah, I did see that. Oh, oh where it's like, have you ever had a lie detector test? And, like, and he's no. like, no. And he's like, well, you're obviously lying, so I'm going to assume you know how this works. <laughs> and he just keeps lying through the whole thing. And it's like, did you work with this producer? He's like, no, I'd never met him before. And he's like, well, he's sitting right there. <laughs> so that was good. Saw the BBC David Bowie documentary. How was that? It sucks. Not really good. It's interesting to see they get um, Angela Mm -hmm. Bowie, or whatever she is now, and just so fucking bitter. And she's like, they treated me worse than the slaves on the slave ships. (laughs) That's a quote. Oh, and by the way, this isn't like something that was like 20 years ago. This covers through his death. So I think they did this like a year or two ago. (laughs) But it's not, it's a BBC thing. Like all the narration is like, Robin Leach, as older, older listeners may know, <laughs> Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous was yeah. like, and then he did this, and it's so... And then, to bring it back, Corn Tucker with Peter Buck of R.E.M., uh-huh. someone from the Young Fresh Fellows, and the drummer from King Crimson oh, cool. are putting out an album as a supergroup called Filthy Friends. Oh, okay. Wow. For whatever that's worth. Are you going to buy uh, tickets for Queens? It's tough. I just, the festival fear, I just yeah. can do it. I it's might a, actually. It's a school night, so I don't think I could do it. I literally. Uh, they're great to see live. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm going back I saw them in, in the Nashville. Like, I actually thought about going back up and seeing them in Boston because they're playing that mm. arena, but I don't know. So I was going to buy, I bought um, Touche More and um, Galge Away tickets. They're playing. Yeah. Um, or five, or uh, the church in September, end of September. Which I was like, oh sweet, mm-hmm. that should probably sell out. But anyway, that same day that went on sale was LCD Sound System. Oh yeah. So they're playing at the Fillmore during the week. They're playing like Tuesday and a Wednesday, and they just announced they're playing another day, three days at mm-hmm. Fillmore. So I go on to buy tickets, fifty six dollars plus twenty dollars surcharge. Wow. That's it's like 75 bucks plus you got to pay to park. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't buy them yet. I don't yeah. know what I'm going to do. I just think that is way too expensive. Yeah, that's expensive, but it's LCD sound system. I mean, how are you going to... Mm. But I, I mean, I could have saw them at they're like, L- the TLA like 10 years ago. Yeah, and like, like I don't know. I just that think, was 10 years ago. I know, but like I'm not even... A, the new songs are good, but it's just... They're, they're not like blowing me away. So we'll see. I can always mm-hmm. get tickets on StubHub. Because I'm like, I'll probably go to by myself... I'm like, I don't know if I want to spend $75 on LCD sound system. Yeah, it's a pricey. So, yeah, yeah, it's real pricey. Mm-hmm. When you we had floor seats for Maiden at the Wells Fargo mm-hmm. Center for, what, 100 
There's like a hundred. So yeah. twenty five bucks left. Like that's just kind of mm-hmm. crazy, mm-hmm. in my opinion. And then parking's parking. Yeah. Like in Philly. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah. So I didn't get that. I did um, listen really briefly. Killers have a new album out, I guess. Yeah. Coming out. I'm aware. I listened to it. Yeah, I didn't like it. I it just was. I've heard different things. So actually, I was at a I was in an event yesterday. Mm-hmm. A fancy to do. Not really. It was like a, my cousin's graduation party. Okay. And yeah, one of my cousins was talking about how the Killers had a new album. They said pretty much the same thing. Yeah, I, it was very it's different. Funny. Where I might I might listen to it again and be like, oh, okay, but it, I just wasn't expecting mm-hmm. what I was hearing, and I was like, eh. And then it's gonna blow your mind because this is a good segue. A college student who works for me. Mm-hmm. Who was really is it really into those quote those old bands? Calling Killers an old band? Well, she's like twenty. Ugh. Oh yeah, I know. But she like saw them at like the WMM barbecue or the birthday party as like okay. the headlining band. Okay, yeah. And she like I guess they played like a lot of old stuff and like one song off their new album, and she's like, oh, I like them. I like the Killers. Um, I they had an album out a couple years ago, and I wasn't so much into yeah. it. I like some of his solo stuff. It's mm-hmm. pretty good. Brandon Front Flowers. Mm-hmm. I did see, um, speaking of books, that uh, Dave Roll's mom wrote a book mm. with, like, Dave. And, oh, like, really? yeah, I almost bought it for him, but I was like, no. Nah. Oh, don't they have a new album coming out? Yeah, they have a new album yeah. coming out. I haven't heard anything off it. I know it's out there. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I've not bothered. To I would see, maybe see Foo Fighters again. I, I asked my sister, because she's a big Foo Fighters fan, yeah. if she'd ever want to see it. She's like, oh, yeah. That was a fun know. show. It was a fun show. I heard, it was a concert report, so YouTube... Not YouTube. YouTube. I sound like the oldest fucker in the world. YouTube just played Joshua Tree. Like yeah. The 18th. People seemed to love it. And people loved it who saw it. I spoke to a woman who had seen it. And I guess, you know, for whatever it's worth, they play like four hours. Yeah. Get um, your money's worth. I mean, I, I, yeah. I don't, I'm not a YouTube fan, but yeah. any moment, I mean, but. I was tempted. Like, their older stuff is all right. They kind of fell at that weird, like, YouTube and REM, I put it the same part where they were sort of. All like college rock band before were, yeah. that was a genre. Yeah, the one then that's totally true. And Joshua Tree is the album when everyone considers them selling out. <laughs> it was their first. It was like their gigantic album. Got so. played way too much. I don't ever have to listen to Joshua Tree. Yeah, <laughs> hater drinking your hater aid. No, I don't, I don't hate you too. I'm just no. not a fan. It's alright, but anyway, people like seem to like that, and they can still you know, and they played all old stuff. Yeah, I mean, I saw people so on my timeline, and they said that it was real fun, and they liked yeah. it. Huh? But yeah. they're not playing their new music in America because of Trump. Uh, you yeah. know, that album that everyone bitched about it appearing on their iTunes. Yeah. So festivals! Festivals! Much like the WMM birthday R book. BBQ? Yeah. Festivals! Do you like festivals? Really? I do not. So. I'm, I am um, hot and cold with it. I I like them for the convenience, but then I feel like they you don't have that intimacy of. Like, if once they come around and tour again, you're like, I already saw them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they kind of get screwed. It's tough because I've looked at festivals that I'm like, well, this might be the only chance to see these bands this year. Yeah. Like but Riot Fest. I would love like, to go to Riot Fest. Yeah, I would love to go to Riot Fest. Well, I like the idea of going to Riot Fest. But my problem is, especially as a a man in his early 30s. <laughs> yeah, early 40s. It's like, I'm at a point where it's like... Oh, Jesus Christ, i got to sit through the opener. Yeah. Well, you don't have to. You can get there early. You do, but you don't. I don't know. So it's... It just It's like, a little too much anymore. Like, being at a place all day, and it's just being hot and sweaty. And whatever. I just feel there is a, a ton of festivals now, where before it was, like, yeah, a handful, and you would look forward, like, like It was a lot more fest. special, like, yeah, that, or, like, Lollapalooza, when that was, like, yeah. the summer festival. And now it's just, like, you would hear about, um, whatever, Austin's 
South by Southwest or whatever that is. South by, yeah. You'd hear like Lollapalooza, mm-hmm. Coachella. Like there was like mm-hmm. five to ten like big ones. And now it just seems like mm-hmm. every month there's a festival going on. Yeah. And as I said, I'm sure it's easier as a, playing as a band. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like they get screwed once they come back around. Like yeah, that's the other thing. Yeah, you're like I already saw them. Although they might not be playing full, like they're probably just playing like yeah. on sets. I don't feel like the sound is very hit or miss. Yeah, depending on where. And you're then at. you're dealing with the weather, but that's just me. And I'm also like again, like like ten years ago in my twenties. Um, <laughs> like you know, you have like more tolerance for that because it's like a fun thing. A festival definitely is something you can't go to by yourself. Yeah, I, feel. I mean, I'll go to. I mean, we've been going to hardcore fest for mm-hmm. the past. What, five, yeah. six years, or however long. But you don't you get you'll go like one you'll go down and you'll come back and it's not. We'll go down. We don't. We are not there for the, like we'll usually skip a day or mm-hmm. I'll go down and then Mark will go down yeah. or something like that, and we're not there from the opening band. Like it just after the the third day though I'll tell you like and it's a four day yeah. thing like you're just like I feel like I live down here. It yeah. starts getting and getting to you, mm-hmm. but they take care of you. Like they have like food trucks and stuff. This is at the electric factory. Yeah. But, like, I've never been... I, I used to go to OzFest. That was, like, the... the I remember the mm-hmm. first time I went to OzFest. It was OzFest 2 in 99. And I was just amazed at, like... Like, that's the first big concert I ever went yeah. to. I always went to, like, you know, the little hole-in-the-wall punk shows mm-hmm. that, like, maybe 100 people be at. Yeah. Or I go to, like, the TLA, the track, where you might mm-hmm. get, like, 500 people. Mm-hmm. This, I was like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. Like, this is insane. Where I was just totally... I went and saw Sabbath Man. Yeah. It was fun. I'm glad I went. But I, I just, it was kind of, it was kind of cool, because I don't think I would have ever seen, like, Megadeth. I mean, that's the art part, like, and Slayer and all yeah. that stuff. But I, as I said, it kind of takes stuff away, I think, mm-hmm. the festivals. Let's see what our lo- loyal our, listeners our said. Yeah, let me, I took pictures on my phone. from. I was talking to Jake Hentz, you know Jake. Yes. Um, He's going to Riot Fest. He was saying that he liked the Warp Tour till about 2001. And he's interested in going to this as hardcore. But he says he likes it and he, he liked going to Riot Fest. Mm-hmm. Jeb said he went to every Warp Tour from 2000 to 2007. And he loved it. It was like the highlight of his summer. I actually have never been to a Warp Tour. I have not. Dave Mather said he went to one called Last Show Ever in 2000 in Princeton. And he said he got sunburned. And it was fun. Kyle said he went to Warp Tour once, and then he said he saw Terry popping popping daddies yeah. and never one again. Yeah, I didn't think I saw that. Yeah. Uh, Dave Mooney said he used to go to him, but he hasn't been to one in a while. Mm-hmm. And Jenks said that he hates hates festival now. He says it hurts too much for my age. I mean, that's the problem. Yeah, you definitely age out of a festival. Mary Brickthrower used to go back in the day, my late teens, 20s, because she said she liked Warp Tour and Ozfest, but she's like, I can't hang now. She said she went to Made in America, and it was awful, but she only went to see Nine Inch Nails and Queens of the Stone Age. And I believe I considered doing that at one point, and did not. That's actually, to see, like, Nine Inch Nails on that tour. Yeah. Because they played Washington, D.C. Yeah. So I I took the train down to D.C., and it was during the shutdown. They, like, the government opened up literally the week before, so I'm like, well, I was going to take a mini-vacate. What the (laughs) hell am I going to do down here? It all worked out fine. Anyway, yeah. And Johnny Ruin said, punk rock bowling in Vegas, and fuck you, we rule in Oklahoma. Mm. Yeah, there's just a ton of festivals. Like, I, I would love to go to Riot Fest. I probably would have been to a Riot Fest by now if I didn't have kids. What if I didn't yeah. have kids? But, um, yeah, because I, I, they always kind of have a decent lineup. Mm-hmm. And then Warp Tour. So Warp Tour, I never went. Like, back in the day, there was plenty of bands I would have seen, but I was like, corporate sponsorship, man. Yeah. Now, apparently, Warp Tour, they have an army recruit 
huh? like booth there, and I think that's a little a little mm-hmm. weird. And then they have like pro abortion, not pro abortion, pro life oh. tents, which is kind of like it's a free country. It's just yeah. very odd to me for it's being the... at a warp tour, you know. Because there's a couple bands this year where I've heard of like War on Women, I wouldn't mind seeing, but I'm like, eh, I just mm-hmm. don't know if I feel like mm-hmm. going. But yeah, as I said, uh, I would do uh, Riot Fest. I wouldn't even mind some of the punk rock bowling because there's one in Ad- there's one in a Jersey that wouldn't mm-hmm. mind, but it's it's just tough mm-hmm. to do a, get away yeah. for an all day thing. There's even fests down in Gainesville that like a bunch of punk bands will mm-hmm. play. I don't know that if there is a living performer or band that would make me really go to a festival at this point. I don't know if there's anyone like I'm so excited to what see. What if it was that... like, because sometimes they have those like Monsters of Metal and it was like Maiden, Rush. All right. You actually just, <laughs> I would actually, if Rush, because Rush is supposedly done playing for good. Mm-hmm. And that there's a lot of evidence to just that's a real done playing, they'd like at least big venues. Mm-hmm. I would, I would, I would probably go to one see Rush again. Maiden, I mean, I just saw if they were doing like Maiden hits, mm-hmm. maybe. Like a bunch of. Metal juggernauts. Yeah, maybe. Like, there's, well, there's the big... Uh, they have that one that's... The... There's Wacken, the Wackenfest in Germany every year, which is a massive metal fest. Well, the, apparently when I always hear, like, people talk on podcasts and stuff that are in bands, like, you have a four-band roster, it's like a fest in, yeah. in Germany. Like, cause they, they want, like, you to play at least an hour. Like, mm-hmm. it's pretty crazy, I heard, over there with the fests. Like, I think if, if for some like, Sonic Youth were to... Get back together for some reason. You maybe. never know. I could see like a riot fest or something like that. But mm, you know, if they make time traveling, because uh, <laughs> I, I would see Queen at Wembley during Live Eight or Pink Floyd. I actually, I work with a woman who woman who went and saw Pink Floyd. Did you buy Roger Water tickets? No, I'm I regretting didn't. it. I might end up. I gotta look because he's playing all like. Yeah, Pink I didn't Floyd do that. Stuff. I thought he was gonna play his stuff. I was like, nah. Nah. I'm reading Rolling Stone. You may have heard of it. Yeah, I have. So they did a, a like one of their Pink Floyd issues, which is did basically we can reprint all of your old articles yeah. and people eat them up. So I'm reading that now. They do I, that like every other year with Pink Floyd specifically. Yeah, yeah oh, I've I swear seen I've it. never seen. Well, anyway, <laughs> suppose Roger Waters solo stuff because a lot of it's meant to be a lot of it has there's a strong visual element. Uh huh. Supposedly it's a lot more interesting to watch it huh. live, but he's doing stuff everywhere. Or he's doing it, like, all over the career. That's cool. Yeah, I'm old, so I poo-poo festivals. Some people just do not like them at all. And um, some people like to, like... A lot of, like, our friends that, like, posted on our mm-hmm. our timeline, they're all old, though. Like Yeah, that's the other thing. <laughs> we, I didn't, like, none, none of my 20-some friends mm-hmm. said anything. But a lot of it's about, like, the party atmosphere. And stuff. Like, even, so this isn't a festival, obviously. Iron yeah. Maiden, what, they opened the parking lot at one, and people were tailgating and... That's insane to me. Like, I don't know, but I'm... Like, I believe me, I like to drink and stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't need to start drinking at 1 o'clock. Like, yeah, but I think that's a large part of the festival appeal is, like, people go, you know, you get... Would I bring two beers down, maybe? Yeah. And then I have, what, maybe a beer, mm-hmm. a beer in there? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I know. Oh, and we saw that awful accident and someone died. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I thought of a festival I'd like to go to. What? The Gathering. The Gathering? Oh, yeah, I would go. That's... I wouldn't go. Like I'd be you, afraid to get murdered. You either wouldn't. Yeah, yeah but you, that's probably very real. Like Tequila, Tequila got beat up. Did she really? Yeah, she was uh, hosting but the, the gathering, like and she got all... like like shit thrown at her and like yeah. beat up. You would either not come back at all. Or you would come back a different person. <laughs> I come back like Shaggy Two Dope. I think that's what happens. Yeah, they make you drink the Fago. They dip you in Fago, <laughs> and it's like the Joker and the Michael Batman. 
you're different and your like skin turns white and black like but <laughs> you, only in your face you get yeah and you get the running hatchet man and you like it makes you get sense, a tattoo. yeah and you become ninja <laughs> well you don't become it takes a while to become ninja yo speaking of batman Wonder Woman. Oh, yeah, Wonder Woman. I thought it was freaking fantastic. So yeah, Wonder Woman. Very, very good. The greatest superhero movie you'll ever see, according to some. I don't know if it's the greatest, but it's up there. It's it very, be, very good. Yeah, so Wonder Woman came out God knows when. And I had no really expectations, but I liked it enough that I went and found, I actually watched Superman Batman because I wanted yeah. to like see. So yeah, I saw it before the, the internet hype really started like uh-huh. just to... Before all the think pieces came out, uh, Wonder Woman loved it. Gal Gadot, um, yeah. totally rad. Yeah, it's like in love. I, I told people it's like they they genetically engineered her specifically <laughs> with the part of Wonder Woman in mind. <laughs> um, yeah, she is awesome. She really sells it on a number of levels. I like, know when she perfect. was pregnant when they yeah, and she was uh, it. like pregnant. They had to actually green screen her yeah. belly for reshoots. That's insane. Yeah, it's awesome. So I really liked it. Yeah, definitely recommended. I don't think, other than like the Indian, so there's a, a Native American tracker character. Yeah. And it feels so shoehorned in. Yeah, that part. There was parts where I was like, eh, but I, I, I'm very lenient on superhero movies, to be honest. Like, I don't really, I don't know. Mm. I think I just don't, don't think about them as much as most people. I, I, I do too. It's just there to have fun for yeah. the most part. I'm at a point where, and Wonder Woman got some criticism for the third act. Basically, mm-hmm. the superhero fight, which every movie has. I'm at a point where I'm like, and I realized this watching the first Guardians. Mm-hmm. Eh, I'm good now. I don't need to see a watch a CGI cartoon for 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah. I thought the fight was just good enough. Like it wasn't. It was decent. Like I like. I think they added a lot of like, like when she can't hear Steve Trevor. Yeah, we'll just that say. was cool. I thought I I thought it was really. There's well a scene done. where, let's say, she discovers a fundamental truth is wrong. Basically, everything she believed is wrong. She looks like she's going to cry. And I was like, well, she's a great actress because I don't think a lot of people could pull that off. It was good. I said, I compared it, I said it's a spiritual bookend to Logan. Because mm-hmm. they're fantastic. They're completely different movies, but they're about sort of the same thing, which is the role yeah. of gender in a society. In Logan's case, it's a man nearing the end of his life and no longer being relevant. And her, it's a, a woman, a trying to discover her place in mantle. I can see that, yeah. But I liked it, but... Um, I liked even how they didn't, like, overly sexualize her, like, even with the the, the costume. It wasn't, like, yeah. boobs hanging out. Like, mm-hmm. I thought it was just done. Like, yeah. you didn't think... Like, when she came out with the costume, I was like, this is what I'm waiting for this fucking rat. And, yeah. Like, in No yeah, Man's really Land, good. that was yeah. really cool. But, yeah, I thought they did a really good job mm-hmm. with it. One thing about Superman Batman, like, how does no one know... Clark Kent's not Superman. This is glasses. <laughs> that is the dumbest thing, and I think I always think of Mystery Men. But uh, that's just the stupidest. Like, oh, he yeah. has glasses. He can't be. Him. Yeah, <laughs> it's just dumb. It's yeah, just you know. But that was like Greg Kinnear. At, oh, you're gonna drop. Your... Oh, oh, drop the lamp. <laughs> Greg Kinnear and Mystery Men. How he like? They're yeah. like, you can't be him. He's wearing glasses. Well, that's a big. I mean, to go really far back, the Tick comic. Uh-huh. At one point, the Tick goes to like. Basically, Metropolis, and like we're start working at like the newspaper. He's actually the crosswords editor, like the Daily Bugle, <laughs> and Superman is there, and he's like, and the same thing. Like everyone thinks they're two different people, except the Tick. <laughs> and yeah, also with Wonder Woman, when they're like dressing her down and they're trying to find like outfits for her, it yeah. somewhat reminded me of I guess it was the first Captain America when it's mm-hmm. like 
Steve and Scarlett Johansson, mm-hmm. and like he's like wearing glasses, and they're like kind of like dressing him in street mm-hmm. clothes and stuff. I don't know. Yeah. I like that part in mm-hmm. Captain America too. Movies. Uh, I also saw it comes at night. Yeah, I I might check that out. Maybe even tonight. Sometime this week because mm-hmm. it's playing. I think at nine forty. It's it's probably the tensest movie I've ever seen. Really. It does a very good job. It's very effective. I would highly recommend it to people. It is not a traditionally enjoyable movie. You'll have to see it. And yeah, we'll I, wanna, talk. I plan on um, seeing it this week. It was just playing at ten forty, mm-hmm. and I don't feel like getting home at midnight. Yeah. You know, so like at least a little hour earlier mm-hmm. will help. Yeah. I am also looking forward to a little movie called Atomic Blonde. Yes, yeah, that's the one. That'll wait. be the next one I see, hopefully. Yeah, Streets of Thrones. Well, actually, Transformers. Oh, uh, why? Yeah. I, I, um, no, no, I'm just uh, kidding. Transformers is just so I was awful. having a discussion with so someone. So awful. Just stop. It was basically a discussion about Transformers versus Anything. Pirates of the Caribbean. Ugh. And I was like, it, like how they're both kind of nonsensical. but And I was like... At least from a Pirates of the Caribbean trailer, you can kind of tell what the movie's about. Yeah, I'll give it that. Transform- I have no idea. Yeah. They're like, oh, since Marlon Brando... Didn't Marlon Brando do, like, the for the cartoon? Didn't he do, like, an opening or something? Did he? Orson Welles. Orson Welles, that's in, what I meant. Yeah, he was Is that what they're crime. trying to do with, um, what's-his-face, um... The dude that... The, uh, uh, Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, is that what they're trying to do, like, an Orson Welles? No, well, Orson Welles it? actually plays Unicron, the world-devouring planet. Uh... Delay. I wouldn't know because I don't like it's dumb a, robots. They're, they're awesome. They're robots, but they're in disguise. Yeah. Anyway, it doesn't matter because they're these things are basically they're giant machines that exist to suck money from the world. It's and awful. like much like Unicron, this movie will make a bazillion dollars. I'm sure. And it doesn't matter. Like movies like this, don't even matter how it does in the U.S. anymore. It's all about foreign. So market. awful. I wish they would just stop. I think. Well. Michael Bay says he's done, and Marky Mark says he's Mark, done. Marky Mark said if Michael Bay didn't make a new one, he would do it. Yeah, so they'll do another one. Yeah. And that's the thing. is like It'll be like the end of the Transformers. But there's a whole thing where like American audiences now, much like Wonder Woman, they try to put way too much subtext in the movies. Fan entitlement. Or it's more, yeah, fan, it's more Superman, Batman. And you can not like a movie to not like a movie, but yeah. I feel like sometimes people... Don't like movies because they want. The it's movie not the to be way some, they wrote it. Pretty. Yeah, much. it's what I said. Like I made this comparison to someone years ago. We had seen a horror movie together. I think they also have eyes too. Mm-hmm. And the person was kind of. Oh, I remember. You. Yeah, oogie boogie about it. Like, and I was like, well, you know, it, it's good for what it was. It's like if you put, you can't put a pig in a prom dress and not <laughs> put expect, lipstick on a pig. Yeah, or lipstick on, or eat a shit sandwich and expect it to be delicious. Yeah. Or maybe. <laughs> well, you would. Delicious. No, shut up. <laughs> but that's the thing, and like, like. Foreign audiences, they say, still know how to have fun. There's a point there. But yeah, that's sort of a, a trend. Between that and going back to Wonder Woman, yeah. people, because of blog culture, either have to write a bazillion articles about it yeah. and just sort of ruin it. Yeah. That's why that shitty Stranger Things got ruined for me. One of the reasons because literally people... I know that that's why I ruined it for you. Yeah. It was good. You missed out. But you know, might, might want to watch it in two years. You don't know. Uh, try like double digit years. Well, I guess you never saw Lord of the Freaking Rings. Uh, you don't have to. It's <laughs> I good. know. I don't care. Um, you know what is good? What? Glow. You know what? I, yes, Glow is fantastic. I have never binge watched anything in my life. <laughs> But this... It's very good. It's, so, not, it's not for everybody, but I think it's so, very good. And they're short episodes. It's only like a half hour. Yeah, that's it. Other than like the the opening, I think, was like an hour. Uh, I think it was only like 37 minutes. It wasn't that long. They're weird. That's the other thing. They're weird. Because I like... There's an episode that's like 35 minutes. Or yeah, something. I think the Anyway, since Glow came out as of this recording two days ago... Yeah. We'll talk about it 
in a couple of weeks. Yeah, but it's been so far so good. I like. We're well, talking about it like a month and a half. The next time we do a podcast, <laughs> now we're gonna get a couple since I'm done school and and I'm working on some side content. Yeah, um, we'll we'll get some more stuff out. We'll try this. If anyone has any favorite long songs, mm-hmm. or I want to do one for like I just want to do summer playlist 2017. Eh, cool. Or even I want to do it like a runner's play. We'll do something like that. Yeah. Uh, anyway. That's about it. That's about it. You can find us on Facebook. Please please like us on iTunes or whatever and rate a review now, if you like to do Some of the good news is like I did looking at the analytics, we get a fair amount of people subscribe. So most of our stuff actually goes through RSS mm-hmm. and not iTunes, but wherever you like us, like us. I mean, yeah. website, whatever. It helps, it helps us. Facebook, just be like, hey guys. What's up? Yeah. yeah. Give us a shout. Here's some coke. (laughs) All right, I think that's it. All right. Bye bye. See ya.